You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. I'm gonna put on my, 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 my Weird AF News and get weird with you. Bambi as punishment? A sentence of a Missouri man in a poaching case includes mandatory viewings of the film Bambi. You know, just to teach him a lesson. <laughs> that this ain't okay. That animals have feelings, too. They ought to just, like, make him... They ought to make him, like, force him to be an intern at PETA for, like, a year. That'll teach him. <laughs> That's major torture right there. So four members of a southwest Missouri family have been caught in a multi-year poaching case where authorities say hundreds and hundreds of deer were killed illegally. Mm-mm. The deer were trophy bucks taken illegally, mostly at night, for their heads, leaving the bodies of the deer to waste, said the prosecuting attorney. Conservation agents are calling it one of Missouri's largest cases of deer poaching in history. Mm. Man, the case was so egregious that Lawrence County Judge Robert George ordered a special addition to the jail time one of the poachers received. The records show that the defendant is, quote, to view the Walt Disney movie Bambi, with the first viewing being on or before December 23rd, 2018, and at least one such viewing each month thereafter during the defendant's incarcer- incarceration in the Lawrence County Jail. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know. Do judges really have power to do such things? It's so strange to me. Like, the judge can just be like, you know what? For robbing all of those candy stores, sir, I'm going to force you to, <laughs> you're going to have to, you're going to have to eat Skittles until you throw up. That's, that's what I sentenced to you. And <laughs> let the sentence begin now. Bring out the truck of Skittles. <laughs> like, can judges just do anything kind of quirky like this? It's strange to me. I like it, though. It's funny. Uh, but then, of course, it could be, you never know. I mean, you could be, you're at the whim of some judge, like, being inspired and improving on the spot. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you know, <laughs> A judge might be like, you know what? I feel like you should be spanked by a ninja for the next 30 days. What? What did you say? Spanked by a ninja? Yeah, I just feel like you should be spanked by a ninja, sir, for, for robbing someone's house wearing a mask. <laughs> it's my court. You'll do what I say. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there was three suspects. Three suspects were... Were suspects were tied to additional wildlife violations in Kansas, Nebraska, and Canada. Two suspects were tied for federal to the federal Lacey Act wildlife violations that occurred in Kansas, Nebraska, and Canada. This is like a poaching ring. These people were into it, man. Apparently, they were doing this for years. Um, A conservation conservation agent said it is unknown how many deer the main group of suspects have taken illegally over the over the past several years. It would be safe to say that several hundred deer were taken illegally. Man, that's so that's crazy. To this date, to date, this group of poachers has paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in bonds and fifty thousand dollars in fines and court costs, and collectively served thirty three days in jail already. Man, what? These people are, these people are into it. They don't stop. People want to know, why just take the, the deer heads and leave the rest of the deer to rot like that? Uh, well, here's a quote. Uh, In situations like this with serial poachers who have no regard for the animals 
or aren't bothered by the fact that they're stealing from others. It's all about greed and ego. Taking just the heads is their version of obtaining a trophy, and leaving the carcass behind is merely an afterthought. While there are some cases where poachers go after the antlers for profit, with this bunch, it was more about the thrill of the kill itself. That's so lame, man. This is what you get. This is what you get off on. You get off on killing animals that can't really fight back. You have a, you have weaponry. You have modern technology and weapons, and you just randomly kill just animals because you feel good about it. I mean, it's just so stupid. I mean, I can't, can't even get into it. It's like. Look, I'm not going to get into a hunting debate. This is not hunting, though. I mean, I don't know what you call this. This is like, this is like pathology. Am I right? <laughs> and I'm glad that he's, this guy's going to watch Bambi for the rest of his life. I hope he watches Bambi on a, you know, I would have locked him in a cell and made him watch it on a loop until he went insane. <laughs> like, imagine being stuck in a room with Bambi, Bambi plays on a loop. Oh, man. That's like true punishment right there. Like, after two weeks of that, I'd be like, uh, put me in the electric chair, please. Anything's better than this. <laughs> a judge resigns after telling an attorney to perform oral sex on Vigo Mortensen. That's <laughs> funny. In the previous story, I was like, oh, if you're a judge, it's pretty cool. You can just make up shit. Well, apparently you get in trouble sometimes because it's too crazy. <laughs> the judge tells an attorney to, to perform oral sex on Vigo Mortensen. Come on, man. What a strange choice. A judge in New York has been forced to resign after telling an attorney that he should perform oral sex and receive oral sex from actor Viggo Mortensen. According to the Times Union, Luray Town Court Justice John Hallett promised to vacate his office after the State Commission on Judicial Conduct filed formal charges against him. Those charges stem from a complaint filed by attorney Terrence Brennan, who accused Hallett of sexually mocking Brennan's participation participation in the 2017 Snowtown Film Festival, which was honoring the Lord of the Rings actor that year. Ooh, I see what's going on here. Uh, Brennan, Brennan helped promote the festival. For some reason, Judge Hallett apparently felt prompted to comment on Brennan's participation in the festival later that month. The judge allegedly described the whole affair as, quote, about the gayest thing I have ever seen <laughs> or heard. Hallett then allegedly told Brennan, you and, me go, you and Viggo Mortensen should go get a hotel room and suck each other's D's. <laughs> how, how do you get away with saying this? Did he say this in a courtroom? Like, where? It doesn't say where he said it. Is there a video of him saying this? This is outstanding. <laughs> uh, then, apparently, that, was the, that wasn't the end of it. Uh, Hallett then allegedly made an oral sex gesture at Brennan a few months after that. Then he allegedly patted Brennan on the cheek and said, There, there, little boy. What What kind of courtroom is this? This is like, <laughs> this like night court where anything weird's possible? The series of accusations were apparently enough evidence for the state commission to weigh in on Brennan's favor. Homophobic remarks and anti-LGBTQ sentiments have no place in the lexicon of the courts or the vocabulary of a judge. Such statements undermine public confidence in the integrity and impartiality of the judiciary, which demands that a judge be and appear fair-minded and unprejudiced toward all who have business in the courts. Hey, that was pretty good. There was some big words in there, and I just totally just breezed right over it without screwing it up. Hold on, I'm going to pat myself on the back for one second. Oh yeah, baby. The news release also notes that Judge Hallett quote, waived the statutory provision of confidentiality in order for the case to be over and done with. 
Hallett's res resignation will go into effect at the end of the year, and in return, the commission's charges against him were dropped. He's also pledged never to serve in a judicial capacity ever again. But he says he will be working. He will be working the next Viggo Mortensen Film Festival next fall. <laughs> Why don't you? Who, what kind of judge says that? I, I mean, is it in a courtroom or outside of the courtroom at the bar? Like it doesn't say like where he said these things. I'm not saying either one is acceptable. I'm just saying like it's like I need some more information here. Like is he is he in the middle of a, of a court case and, and the and the judges and the attorneys like. Uh, <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. And then the judge is like, hey, enough of your objections. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you and Viggo Mortensen go get a hotel room and suck each other's D's <laughs> in front of like a whole courtroom? Like, I imagine if that's how it goes down, that's really bad. Wow. Judges have power, though, you know? They can make someone watch Bambi in a cell. Maybe they have the power to go make someone suck Viggo, Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> As part of your sentence, I order you to perform, <laughs> to perform oral, <laughs> oral pleasure on John Goodman. What? That's so weird. Why John Goodman? I don't know. I love the movie The Babe. <laughs> As part of your sentence, I order you <laughs> to, uh, to what? What do you say? To give a foot massage to Tim Allen. What? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I like tool time. <laughs> And other strange things you can think of. You'll serve 25 years and also every Sunday you're going to have to play harmonica with Bruce Willis. <laughs> what? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I came across an article that I think might bring some discussion to the fray, if you'll indulge me. Is it ethical to post pictures of your kids on Instagram? The application's increasing commercialization is further evidence that no simple joy is uncomplicated when it's on the internet. Now, I don't know about you, but I got a lot of friends who have kids. I know, I, I know a, a couple who opened up an Instagram for their baby. It wasn't even, the baby wasn't even a year old. I said it, I'm sorry. She wasn't even a year old and they already haven't had an Instagram account for the baby. I thought that was a little nuts right there. I mean, it's one thing to post photos of the baby on your account, but then to open up an account for the baby and put, like, who's following your baby? No one cares. Uh, <clears throat> I digress. Well, in France, a child can actually sue his or her parents for posting pictures on Instagram uh, of them on any social media network. In fact, it is the responsibility of the French parent to protect the child's image. Uh, and the government has even posted on Facebook about it. Uh, the law rests on the principle that the images you post of a non-consenting child will endure in the future and thus may distress or shame the child in the years to come. Huh. We all, and then the article says, we all sort of know this, but brush it off as part of parents' prerogative to embarrass their kids. Nobody thinks twice about posting a picture of their child throwing a tantrum, for example. Parents have always celebrated their children against their will, from the family photo album to the Facebook update. 
But all social media platforms are not created equal, and the ones we favor are rapidly changing. In March, the Pew Research Center announced that 35% of U.S. adults now use Instagram, an increase of 7 percentage points from 2016. Instagram is on a sharply upward trajectory in American culture, challenging, if not surpassing, Facebook as the central place where people perform their identities online. Yes, of course. And uh, Instagram has become a place where images of children are swapped for... Did you know this? Images of children are swapped on Instagram for cold, hard cash. This poses a multifaceted ethical predicament. If your child likes being photographed but can't understand what it means to be famous online, how do you interpret their wishes? Let's say your child doesn't care either way, but your Instagram account gets popular enough that you get free stuff in exchange for your posts, which the child gets to enjoy. Would you be denying the child freebies that they've technically earned because your own moral foibles got in the way? What if you don't earn anything tangible but feel like you have to keep posting in order to stay popular, relevant, or even just to seem like a good parent? In 2018, as a 2018 timepiece noted, the role of Instagram, quote, influencer has facilitated a shift in so-called mommy blogging from standalone websites to social media accounts. Okay. I think they're, what they're alluding to here is that uh, people have an Instagram account with their child and they use photos of their adorable child to get likes. Then um, they can attract advertisers who either give them free products or, in, in some cases, uh, cash to, to post their product with the baby on the social media account. Uh, and... Is this exploitation uh, on some level? I mean, I guess it depends on the situation. If you're not sharing the, the money with the child, I mean, it's certainly exploitation, right? I mean, and you got to think about, does the child want this Want this as part of their history? Because these things will be out there, you know? And it's like, you got to think about these things. I don't have kids, so I don't have to worry about this. Uh, I, I mean, I'm of the mind, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm like... I'm not a I'm a very public person because I'm a comedian. But like if I had a family, I would keep them private. I would be I don't I wouldn't be putting my kid all over the the uh, social media like that. Now, of course I would post a baby picture occasionally. Oh, and here's a photo of us at Six Flags. Obviously, here's them in a Halloween costume. I'm not a I'm not a monster. What I'm saying is I wouldn't I'm not going to be like, "Hey, let me build up her account. Let me build up my daughter's account." Hey, let's let me think of a good outfit that would get more likes and like have it control my. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I'm not putting that much effort into it, and I think you're kind of crazy. If, like these mommy bloggers are a little crazy to me. Um, now look, if you, I mean, if you find a way to provide for your family this way, and you need to do this, then I mean, hey, kudos for you. You know, you can make a pretty damn good penny, like with advertising through Instagram and stuff. I know people who do, you know, uh, my friend's girlfriend makes thousands a month on her Instagram account. It's crazy. And they're able to travel and have a lifestyle. And that's really great. And maybe, so, I mean, you can do that with your, if your family, you know, if you need to make a living for your family to provide for them, and this is a way and and it works out for you, then who am I to tell you not to do something like this? But there are going to be ramifications, obviously. Uh, and then the article also talks about embarrassing photos of the kids. Posting embarrassing photos of your kids that can't be taken off the internet. Later, they may, there may be some regret there. And I can understand that as well. Um, I do. Um, but I don't know. You guys, are some of you are parents, obviously. How do you feel about this? I would love to get a discussion about this. Uh, obviously, the state 
the state. The country of France is sort of, uh, you know, trying to ensure the future happiness of their children over there by making it, <laughs> making like, they're kind of strict on what parents can, can post, I guess, or whatever. Uh, and maybe, maybe they're very, very lenient on like future lawsuits against such postings. Uh, but should, should our country go this way? It's not gonna, I'll tell you right now. There's no way. Uh, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Call into Weird AF News, 646-450-2012. Speak to Jonesy. Speak. Speak to me. Speak to me. I have issues. We have issues. The world have, it has issues. We need to talk about these weird issues. It's imperative we get to the bottom of this. I'm going to formulate a cabinet of, my, of weirdos to make decisions on these. <laughs> and, and we'll get some quirky judge to dole out some weird punishments. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Hey, by the way, in, in addition to calling, you can email me. Yeah, email Jonesy and I'll read it. Funnyjones at gmail.com. You better believe I can read. Public school, baby. Public school. Hey, weirdos. It's your weird host, Jonesy, and I hope you had a weird weekend. You should share the details of this strange weekend with me. Perhaps you were abducted by aliens and given a pro bono proctal examination. <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you were in a, a jello eating contest and you threw up. I want to know. I'm into it. Share. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at funnyjones and on Twitter at funnyjones. And Facebook is Comedian Jonesy. As always, you can call into the show, 646-450-2012. Love to hear from my weirdos. It's the holiday season. Call me and wish me a merry whatever, or a happy Kwanzaa, or a happy Hanukkah, or just tell me that you're, you're full of glee this season, and you wish that I too would be filled with glee. And maybe you want to just mail me some figgy pudding. I don't even know what figgy pudding is, but I heard it in a song once. <laughs> I've had a couple of listeners mail me some Christmas gifts, and I want to thank you. You know who you are. Uh, and I'm open to that. Just uh, don't send me anthrax, please. Can we just agree on that? It's the Christmas season. You can send me anthrax on any other season, but not Christmas season. I, will, I want to make it to New Year's. <laughs> I need to make it to Las Vegas, where I'm going to be performing stand-up comedy at the Stratosphere Hotel the week of Christmas, the 25th through the 30th. So if you're out there, come check me out. Lastly, I want to pimp out my Patreon. It's a Patreon pimp game going on here. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News is where you can go to support Weird AF News by pledging something like a couple bucks a month to help Jonesy out, keep me highly caffeinated, keep my supply of Guinness coming through. God, I wish Guinness would promote this show. That would be amazing. Um, yes, the Patreon is great. You get extra stuff. I just posted an article on my top 10 weird movies, um, and I'm going to be posting some other stuff this month. It's just additional media that you get. It's crazy stuff in there that you're not going to get through the bot- the podcast. It's just extra shit. Videos, extra media, extra episodes, this kind of stuff. Bonus stuff, baby. Bonus. I keep them supplied in my Patreon. So be that. Be that one who's, who, who reaches out this holiday season and says, you know what, Jonesy? I'm going to take my weirdo shit up to another level. I'm going to bring it to you. I'm feeling like a weirdo superhero and I want to support you in a I'm going to join your Patreon. Merry Christmas, you jerk. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> I want to say ma, 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 ma. Listen to Weird AF News tonight. And you're so damn fine. Hey, Georgie, this is Dallas from Minnesota. 
So I got a comment about your uh, story about the text messaging text. Now I think it's it's very funny. I, I was in the uh, in the cellular industry from before picture messaging till just about a couple years ago. And uh, the, the, what's funny to me about all of it is, uh, you know, over the past five years, text messaging has gone down considerably. Uh, it's uh, it's not used as heavily as it was, you know. Uh, more than five years ago. And the reason why is because, you know, if people have iPhones, they, they are common to uh, um, use, uh, you know, iMessaging, you know, the WhatsApp, uh, Facebook Messenger, all those other type of messaging services that are out there. And uh, um, so it's funny that they're now starting to do that. The other thing that's funny to me is if you look at most text messaging plans out there, nobody really pays for a plan for text messaging much anymore. Uh, it's usually included with their phone bill. It's included with their calling and data plan. So I don't even know how in the world they're even going to text this or tax this appropriately. Uh, usually the people who actually have text messaging plans are an old grandfathered in plan where they feel like this plan is actually a better value for them. Doesn't mean that it is, but, but they feel it is. And, uh, uh, you know, so not very many people pay for that at all. So I wonder why in the world a dying industry, a dying uh, service is actually something that, that uh, um, you know, it's obvious that all, all these people who run the, the country, run governments, are way too old and way too naive about the world around them because they don't understand things. And I don't know if maybe they just started text messaging now and they think that this is the greatest thing because – it's not something that a lot of people are, are doing anymore. Uh, you know, a good example is if you have an iPhone, send a message to a person. If it's coming up in blue, you're not sending a text message. You are sending uh, a message through the iMessaging services. So I feel like a lot of people are going to get ripped off from this. A lot of people who don't use it are going to feel like they're being ripped off. Just my two cents.